My wife and I were going through the closet the other day. I don't know if you're, you know, this is, uh, these are strange times we live. And so we're going through the closet. I told her it's time to clean stuff out. So we've been, we've been trying to do closet by closet. If you ever suffer any kind of depression, you don't have to take, uh, normally you don't have to take any kind of mind bending or mood changing. You just start cleaning your closets. Uh, clean your garage out. Well, that'd be good. That'll make you feel better, brother. Abby. Clean your garage out. Um, you know, uh, wax your car, uh, sweep it out, do something, do something productive, something you can look at. And, and when you're done with it, you'll hate it, by the way, going into it. But when you're done with it, you're going to be like, I feel better about it. I feel, I feel good. I feel better. It'll help you. Bake a cake for somebody that, that, uh, a shut-in or something, take something over to them. Do something good for somebody. The Bible says, do good unto all men, especially them in the household of faith. And he didn't say that just to take up space. That's, that's a formula to help you feel better about life and what's going on, even through struggles that you're going through. It'll help you to help others. So my wife and I were going through the closet the other day, and, and we, we thin our clothes out, and we try to uh, take things out that, that we do not wear anymore, and we kind of have a rule, first in, first out, inventory rule. You buy something new, something old's got to go. Uh, we looked at jackets and shirts and pants and and uh, suits, and there's some suits that uh, had to go, and, and I did not want to wear anymore, or just too old. And so we were going through each garment. I came, I came, I came along to this old shirt. This old shirt right here. This old shirt. This old gospel writer shirt. You see how that's faded out. You. Uh, this front of it here, it's all the edges are frayed from being washed so much. It's got a grease stain. The pits, the pits are, the pits on these things are crusty. That's this old shirt. It's one of my favorites of all shirts. It's one I wear to work outside. It's uh, it's really what I had. Uh, I wore on many. I mean, I wore on all the motorcycle trips we took over the last ten years of motorcycling. Um, I know it doesn't look like much, and it's it's not a really sharp design or anything. And my wife says something unspeakable. She said, "Throw that old thing out." She said it is faded, it's got holes in it, it's frayed on the edges, it's got, I got a grease stain on it, I remember when it happened, there was a grease stain on the thing. The grease stain on it. I stood there, you know, as she said that horrible thing, and I stood there holding this shirt, and I began to reflect all the years this shirt and I have been together, and, and, the, and where we've been together. Uh, we've been to the East Coast United States together. We've been to the West Coast United States together. We've been to the northern part of our country together. We've been to the southern parts of our country together. This shirt and I have been to Niagara Falls, went in that cave and watched it. We've been to Lake Superior, one of the clearest, coldest, 
lakes I ever felt in my life. We went in those little parks along, there's a road that goes on the southern part of Lake Superior there, a little road, and you stop in these little parks, nobody's there, nobody's, I don't think anybody lives in, north, in the upper part of Michigan, but anyway, uh, we stopped, we stopped there, and, and we, this, this thing's been down to the water of Lake Superior and dipped in to the cold when it's a nice hot day, boy, it's beautiful, dip into that. We've been in, we've been across the Mackinac Bridge together, which was scary the first couple times. It's got that grate, the metal grate on it. And on a motorcycle, when your tire hits that middle grade, it goes, your front end, just you just got to kind of let it go. And the front end is kind of, we went across the, with Tom, we went, this shirt, not, you and Tom, and I, this shirt's been, we went across the Mackinac Bridge one time when it was completely enveloped in fog. I thought that was a real trip. Couldn't see any, couldn't see hardly in front of your face, but we, we knew the bridge. We just stayed on our lane and went through the, went over that water. This, this shirt and I have done that. The shirt and I have been Sault Ste. Marie together and watched the big old ship come in and there's a lock there of some sort of kind. And I mean, that ship like looks like this far away from each side of Sault Ste. Marie. You got to go up there and you, there's benches that are along there. You sit along the bench and you watch this mammoth ship come in and they change the water out and, and then let it go out. Intercoastal waterway, I believe is what that is. We've been together. Uh, this shirt and I have been to the White Mountains together. Been through the White Mountains. Beautiful, beautiful White Mountains. We've been to the Green Mountains, too, together. We've been to the uh, Acadia National Park together. I had a migraine the day that I went to Acadia National Park and didn't get to see it all, but this shirt and I, well, the rest of the bikers went and left me and toured to, toured to Acadia. This shirt was the only one that stayed with me. The shirt and I have been to Fundy Bay. Fundy Bay has about a 45-foot tide that goes up and down in one, 40, 40, yeah. Boats will be sitting on the dock. You go by and the boat will be on the land. It'll be on the ground. Boats sitting on the ground all along. How many have been to Fundy Bay? Three of us. Four of us. So we've been to Fundy Bay together, and we stopped by and had the best this old nasty little trailer that was by Fundy Bay and had picnic tables outside. And that's always where you want to stop and eat. And so Tom and I, and we stopped and eat in that little old nasty trailer and went up to that trailer and says, I want an order of mussels. Now, I'm not, I don't eat mussels normally, but they have muscle, things called mussels up there. I mean, I got mussels. But anyway, they, uh, and they get, that woman brought a plate <laughs> Every time that woman bought a plate out, and it was humped over like this with mussels. Fresh harvested, fresh cooked. Y'all hungry? Mussels. Man, we this shirt and I, I, I spilled a little grease on this shirt that day. Hey, mussels together. Uh, we've, been to, we've been to Prince Edward Island together. Went across that massive bridge, that phenomenal, unbelievable bridge, Prince Edward Island. It's up off the water. I don't even know how far it's off the water, but that... It's no charge to get on Prince Edward Island, but 75 bucks to get off. I just want you to kind of get the idea of what goes on there. You're a prisoner on Prince Edward Island. Motorcycles was a little cheaper. I think it was 40 bucks to get off on a motorcycle if you kept it on one wheel all the way across the bridge. <laughs> We've been to Cape, Cape Brayton. Is it Brayton? Cape, Cape Brayton? Yeah. You people know about that? 
That's in, that's in that era. That's in New, Nova Scotia. We've been up Cape Breton. We, we took a 285-mile circle that one day and went around the coast, watching oh, boy, some of the most beautiful coasts you've ever seen in your life. With this shirt and I have been together. We, we, we've, been to the, we've been to the barrier islands of North Carolina together, the whole 250 miles. We've been along the barrier islands together and enjoyed that site. We've been uh, to Gettysburg, somberly stood there and remembered the 15,000 men that gathered shoulder to shoulder and walked across that one-mile stretch into the jaws of hell. We've been to, we've had many, many long days out west on little back roads that almost nobody takes and nobody even knows they care, care about. We've been on Highway 1 along the Pacific Ocean together. We've been on the coast, the Prince, uh, the, along the coast. Oh, we've been to the ice fields, the ice fields of Canada. Now, I'm not charging anything for this itinerary. The ice fields of Canada. This is a bucket list. A phenomenal. Banff, a place called Banff, the hot springs of Banff. I went in, changed my clothes, parked my bike. I went in Banff, got in the hot springs of Banff. It's unbelievable. Almost too hot to get in. We've been to Thermopolis together. That's another hot springs. It's almost too hot to get in in Wyoming, I believe that is. Thermopolis, a place called Thermopolis. The best rhubarb pie made in the world. At least we thought so. We've been to the uh, coast of, of around all around Prince uh, Rupert. That's up over on the west coast. We've been to uh, Calgary together and Edmonton together. The largest mall in the world, Edmonton, spent 30 minutes. We've been to Prince George, Prince Rupert, and other cities I can't remember over there in that whole western section, which is conservative Republican section of Canada. Uh, we've been to uh, Alaska Highway, every mile of Alaska Highway, all the way up into Alaska from where it starts outside of Edmonton. The shirt and I have been together. Uh, I, I'm going somewhere, just hang in there. We've, we've done the Beartooth Highway. The Beartooth Highway is a scary highway. It goes up to almost 12,000 feet when they were repairing it on loose gravel on a motorcycle with my wife on the back. 1,000-pound bike, my wife and I on it, full of, full of luggage. And there, we didn't realize it, but on the top few miles of that thing where it's doing all these, they got like this loose gravel. If you've ever ridden on loose gravel, it's really a thrill. We've been on... The highway to the sun. What, what, a, what a name. What a road. The highway to the sun. The tail of the dragon. We've done the tail of the dragon, Highway 129, two, three times together. We faced death together. As I looked in the mouth of the dragon, that's uh, 318 switchback curves in 11 miles. Uh, We've been on Highway 66, what's left of it, and did reminisce about Highway 66 when we used to, in the 60s, how we'd hear about people doing Highway 66 out to California. There's only a little bit of it left. Uh, we've done the Lewis, uh, thanks to Tom, by the way, all this is thanks to Tom. We've done the Lewis and Clark Highway. The Lewis and Clark Highway, we follow Lewis and Clark's, as, and there's highway following their road, and their, you can 
Tom, God bless you, so is the best, the best uh, guy you ever go with as far as, as far as knowing this kind of stuff. So man, the shirt and I, the shirt and I have been all over those places together. My wife, as I was thinking about these and so many more memories, uh, she kind of awoke me out of my dreamy state with her sweet voice. Well, you going to throw it out? You sure can't give it away. It's no good. The Holy Spirit whispered to me. The Holy Spirit whispered to me when she said that. And he said, Bill, this is what's happening to everything around you and even you. You're getting like, you're, every day you're looking more and more like that old shirt. Isaiah chapter 51, take your Bibles. Yes, this is a biblical message. This is very, very biblical. Isaiah 51. Now you young people here, you need to shake yourself, slap yourself, and for the next few minutes you need to listen. Because God has something to tell you ahead of time. And when He tells you stuff ahead of time, it helps you get prepared for it way better, amen? I'd rather be told ahead of time than to be told just a few minutes before the time. But God, all around us, is speaking to us about this old shirt. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 6 or 8 says, Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look upon the earth beneath. Now there it is. That's the command. Take time to look at the moon when it's up. We had a full harvest moon going home the other night. Wow. Take time to look at the sunsets, sunrises. Brother Marty knows all about that. Take time to listen to the birds. Take time to notice the things around you, both in heaven and in earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old. You didn't realize how biblical that was, didn't you? The earth shall wax old like a garment. Just like this garment. The earth. And they that, and this, now he dwells, and they that dwell therein, that's us, shall die in like manner, just like this shirt. But my salvation shall be forever. And my righteousness shall not be abolished. Hearken unto me. Hearken unto me. What's God doing? He's, he's, he's a voice crying in the wilderness this morning. Hearken to me. Hearken to me. You that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is the law, fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be afraid of their revilings. And we're hearing a bunch of that, aren't we? For the moth shall eat them up like a garment. Like this. Got holes in it. And the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever. And my salvation from generation to generation. This old garment's a whole lot more like you and I than what we realize.
realized, what we realize, this garment once was young. It once was handsome. It once was complete and uniform. But now it's torn, it's worn, it's faded, tired looking like some of you and me. It's been, this old shirt's been around the block a few times. It's getting old. It is important, and I think so important, that we keep a good grip on the truth that I'm trying to bring out of the Bible to you today. God is trying to keep us from having too tight a grip on this old world. Even the people in the world, our wives, husbands, houses, possessions, our country, even these shall pass away, just like that old garment was once new and now is old and it's ready to be thrown away, not even given to goodwill, susha. God goes further than that, though. He tells us to look at the heavens. The moon is going to wear out. It's going to be gone. Psalm 102, 25, 28 says, Of old thou hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. Another reference to that. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, speaking of God, and thy years shall have no end. And the children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established forever before thee. Shall be established before thee. So if these things that are temporary and that are doing it, how much more you and me? How much more our bodies? Now, you don't have to convince me that my body is getting old. You don't have to convince me. I look in the mirror on a pretty regular basis. Uh, I, I don't remember like I used to. I don't walk like I used to. I don't even walk like I used to. I quit running. Uh, there's so many things of changing and are changing. And it's, yet my spirit is young. My spirit's as young as it ever was. And that's the battle that goes on in old age, is that you think you, can, you think you should still get up on ladders. No, I do not have COVID-19. My nose always tends to want to run. I don't know why, but because, I do know why. I do know why. I went to the doctor about it. I says, why is my nose? He says, you're getting old. I went, to the doc, I went to the doc about being having frequency, and he says, what's, I said, what's wrong with me, doc? He said, nothing, you're getting old. I went to the doc about a couple unmentionable things, and I said, why do I have that? He says, because you're getting old. I had to pay somebody to tell me that. I believe this truth will help us if we get a good grip on it, especially when you're young, you have trouble getting a grip on this. You just really do when young people get together, they don't talk about hospitals, sicknesses, doctor's appointments, scar tissue, what surgery you're going to have or had. They don't talk about losing hair. They don't talk about wrinkles. They don't talk about anything. I don't know what they talk about, but they don't talk about that. We got Thomas, 24 years old, and um, 
Chris, 27 years old, and, and then we get Jeff and myself and a couple of us old fogies together, and I hate to subject them to our conversation, to be honest with you. Jeff, how you feeling? Well, my knee's shot, my shoulder's shot, I'm getting a shot in my back, uh, this is happening, and I got, and I say, well, yeah, I'm having this, that, and the other thing. They're, they're looking at each other like, Now, I'm not saying you should always meditate on, on what we talk about. But you need to be aware that it won't be too long. You'll be one of us. If God lets you. Ah, if God lets you go that far. Uh, but I think we need to manage this understanding the truth of the Bible here. will manage our future decisions. It'll keep us focused on really what's real, what's not real. Uh, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, another outstanding passage about this. He says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and the rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. You know, where things... He says, don't put all your apples in, in what you can feel, and what you can touch, and what you can hold and possess. Don't do it. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, the invisible, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. Right now, somebody could be at my house with a U-Haul, or somebody could torch my house, and I could go, I live 30 minutes away from the fire station. And if, and if the firemen don't want to get their, their fire truck dirty, I live an hour away. They'll do creepy crawl down that dirt road and want to get the truck dirty. One emergency guy told me, when it rains in the summertime, a, a mile and a half of dirt, we get these potholes this big around about that deep. Now, you know the suspension on the emergency vehicles. It's like steel. And the emergency guy told me, he said, let me just tell you this. If I get a call down your road, it's going to take me over 30 minutes just to go a mile. Because I have to just crawl down that road. I said, Amen. I should be gone by then. He says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What God is saying, look, you're in this body. It is going to age with time. It's going to become feeble with time. It's going to fade with time. It's going to get frayed on the edges with time. It's going to get stained and marked with time, it's going to get real stiff in the pits with time. And it's going to get holes. And you're not going to be able to keep it. Don't invest everything you got and all the opportunity we call life in something that's going to fade away and be gone. Put your investment in that which is eternal. According to the Bible, that which is invisible. The spiritual things. Do it. This is a key. It's a key. Where's your treasure? Because you got to ask yourself, what am I really investing in? What is my focus in life? Your outcome will match your heart's desire. That's what he's saying. Uh, you, you, you know, you got to keep shaking yourself on this. You got to keep, and you got to keep it up. You got to, you got to keep, you got to stop and look at this. You got to smack yourself. Ask yourself a question Where are your parents? Where are your grandparents? Where are your aunts and uncles? Where are many of your friends? 
Now, some of your people in this room says, well, all those people are alive. But there's a number of us in this room don't have any of them alive. They're all gone. I at one time had aunts and uncles and grandparents on both sides. My mom and dad, Kathy's mom and dad, gone. Gone. So what's God doing? He's telling you, you're on a river, brother, and you're flowing down this river. And as you go, these people are popping out. Now, what's God doing? Every one of them is a testimony to the temporalness of this life. Focus yourself. That's what Jesus said by storing your treasures up in heaven. Focus yourself on the real things, the things which are eternal. Like this old shirt, all those people I mentioned got old, they got worn, they got ragged. I used to see my grandfather eat. And as a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 8-year-old, I remember these thoughts. And, you know, 8-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid has a tremendous eyesight. They see very detailed things. And my, my grandfather liked to eat corn on the cob. And he would roll that into butter. Now, if you don't roll your corn cob into butter, I I'm, I'm feel bad for you. But he'd get this whole thing full of real butter. You don't ask whether butter's real. If you have to ask, something's wrong. So you get real greasy butter, and you, and you roll that, that Indiana black dirt sweet corn in it. And when you begin to eat it, and I would notice that the butter would run down his chin and hang, hang right there. Now, what bothered me about this was he didn't know it was there. And he would talk to you, move his head around, and that thing would roll over here. We roll over there. Oh, I'm thinking, when are you going to drop? When is it going to drop? This is an 8 to 12-year-old kid, right? I said, when's it going to drop? I want to go wipe it, but I, I knew we weren't back. No, we, no, we didn't. We didn't tell you. I was going to say something. I knew I'd get whipped if I did. I say nothing. I watched that thing. Now I is one. My wife will say, by the way, you got that on your phone. Oh. Before I come up here anymore, I go in the mirror and look. I could have stuff hanging on me. I wouldn't even know it. I know it bothers you, so I try to get in the mirror and make sure I don't have any special stuff hanging on me. And I'm only 68 years old. In this room, I am young. I, I get a kick out of Ernie Leonard. Ernie Beverly Leonard, I live in Bismarck, North Dakota. North Dakota, the whole state's got 750,000 people. Lee County's got 750,000 people. So Lee County's got as many people as the whole state of North Dakota. If you want to move somewhere where nobody will bother you, that's the place to go. But up there, he lives in Bismarck, capital city, and there's some people there for sure. Probably most of them are there. And uh, he, go he goes up north and... Uh, um, I would really like to know why he goes up north and why I was bringing that illustration up. There you go, right there. I have no idea, not even, a, not even a glimmer right at this moment, of why I brought that up. I got off my notes. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good, all right. It's going to be an illustration of getting old like a garment. 
Well, after church, when I remember this on the way home, I will, tonight I'll tell you what it was all about. But you got to come back. I know you love it when I fail. I know you do. But every missionary, every pastor, every Christian businessman <laughs> has to remember the, 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 the story that this old shirt's telling. The story that this old shirt's telling. Now, I am going to throw this away. Yeah. Its usefulness is over. It is. And you know that's what happens with you. Pretty soon your usefulness in this life is over. And God will say, it's time to come home. At least he don't throw us away. Our body we get thrown away, but spiritually as a born-again believer. Now, if you're saved here this morning and know Christ your Savior, you can rest in the fact that Jesus Christ has made and given you life. For me, if I live, you should live also, he said. Because I live, you'll live. He purchased our eternal life through his suffering and shed blood, the Via Della Rosa. Couldn't have said it better. And we, by simple childlike faith, can appropriate that new life, that eternal life, purchased by him. By the way, a gift is a gift is a gift. It is the gift of eternal life, the Bible says. Because if, if you got to earn it, or if you deserve it, it's not a gift, it's wages. But the wages of sin is death. You earned that. But the gift of God, God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the gift, of the Lord Jesus Christ is available to you, and I sure don't want you to miss it. You need to trust. You say, do I have to do something? Well, let's just say, let's just say that this was uh, a brand new gospel writer's shirt, and I wanted Brother Tom to have it. How would Brother, I purchased it, it's mine. How would, how would Brother Tom get it? Well, he ain't going to get it set in there. He's got to get up out of his chair. He's got to come over here, reach his hand out. And he and I got exchange here and there. God this morning offers eternal life for whosoever will. He's purchased it. It's his. It's paid for. It's bought. It's priceless. You could never have bought it. You could never have afforded it. And it's crazy that he offers this as a free gift to people. And people say, I don't want it. I don't want it. When they look all around them, they see death. Somehow they think maybe it's not going to be them, but it will be. But if you're a born-again Christian, you, like Paul, can say, Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of, the, of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory in Christ, in Jesus Christ our Lord. We rest in Him. We don't arrogantly rest. We don't, we don't do it with any kind of pride. We do it with a humble spirit that Jesus Christ has been so sweet to us and loved us so much that He was willing to go through what we deserved so that we, by faith, could receive what we do not deserve, eternal life. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. Because like this old shirt, I know you're going to be surprised about that when it happens. My mother was 86 years old. Just before she died, she looked at me and she says, Billy, how'd I get here? How'd I get here? How'd I get here? I said, well, Mom, well, what do you mean, man? You lived every day, one day at a time. She said, no, no. How did I get to be old? 
And that, be, that was the Holy Spirit whispered to me and said, Billy, that's how it'll slip up on you. And I thought, wow. So she had, it came so quick that she didn't even, and she sat there and shook, like, how did I get to be 86? It came one day at a time, but it comes something how, a mystery almost of how time flies. And one day you look around and say, all my kids are out of the house. My son's getting ready for that. And my son and his, his wife have been consumed with children for, what, third, 27 years, 26 years, 20, 25 years, something like that. That's a big hunk of life, right? Well, there's coming a day when nobody's going to come in and out of the door but them. And there'll be no noise in the house but them. And nobody's going to make a mess but them. So you can say amen if you want to. And you're going to set, you're going to look at each other. You and Troy are going to look at each other, and you're going to go, Andrea, how did we get here? That's life. Live it for Jesus one day at a time. Father, help help us to get this very simple but very real message out of the Bible. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com. Or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you and God bless.